Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today is Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. Mary realizes that her cousin Elizabeth is with child, and her child is special too. And she is going to go visit her cousin Elizabeth in the hill country of Judea and make this long journey. So this story is fascinating for so many different reasons. I'm taking a class right now, and we're talking a lot about in the class that I'm taking how people read the Bible and how people have read the Bible through the years and understood the Bible. And one thing that comes up in the early church fathers, the early church fathers are just the the people that came after the apostles. Let's just say the first two, three hundred or four hundred years of church history, you had this group of guys writing things down and they're interpreting the Bible, and they're grappling with questions of their time. And so they've left behind this record of how they looked at Scripture. And it's fascinating when you look at how they read the Bible. They saw so many connections between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I think we're robbed in our own interpretation. We don't read it in some of the same same ways they did. Now, they made mistakes. They were human beings. And they really took great liberty sometimes with this and saw things probably that really weren't there. But today I want to share with you an image that the early church fathers saw in the Gospel of Luke that I think we miss. And I want to call your attention to the theology that's happening here and just the amazing story that Luke is telling. And what Luke is telling us is that Mary is the fulfillment of the Ark of the Covenant. Now you're probably thinking, well, how can a a little Jewish girl be the fulfillment of a golden box? But I think I can make my case in just a minute as we look at this passage. And and this will expound your understanding of who Jesus really is. This is all pointing to Christ, actually. This is not about Mary. It's about who is in the womb of Mary. And this person that's coming, this baby that's being born, is bigger than you can imagine. So let's look at the passage to begin. Let's read through it. Luke 1, 39 through 45. And I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judea. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Now I want to take you back in time to the history of Israel for you to kind of understand what's going on here. If you go back, remember in in our Bible classes when we were young, we learned about Moses, the great deliverer. He led Israel out of Egyptian captivity. He had a successor named Joshua, and Joshua brought them into the promised land. He was the conqueror. And Joshua took the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark of the Covenant was this uh, wooden box that was overlaid with gold that had two cherubim on top of it on the lid. And inside the Ark of the Covenant, there were three specific things. There were the tablets of the Ten Commandments, There was some of the manna, the miraculous bread that they ate in the wilderness. They put some samples of the manna in the Ark of the Covenant. 
and the rod of Aaron, the high priest. So you have the rod of Aaron, the high priest. You've got the Ten Commandments. You've got this manna inside this box. And this box to the Israelites was something sacred. When they would put the Ark of the Covenant in the most holy place of the tabernacle, the very inner part of the tabernacle, God's glory would come and overshadow that area of the temple. That's important to remember. Now, what happens in the history of Israel, Joshua, after they conquest the land, they put the Ark of the Covenant in a place called Shiloh. Now, Shiloh would be in the hill country of Judea. If you're kind of wondering where this is, it's in the hill country of Judea. Well, later on in the history of the Israelites, in the time of a, a guy by the name of Samuel, and there was also an older priest named Eli who had two evil sons, Hophni and Phinehas. During that time period, the Philistines, who were Israel's mortal enemy, got into the battle with the Israelites. So they went to Shiloh to get to the Ark of the Covenant because they felt, well, if we have the Ark of the Covenant in battle, we will win. They had good reason to believe that because it had happened before in the history of Israel. So they go and get the Ark of the Covenant, but this time they lose the battle and the Philistines capture the Ark of the Covenant. They take the Philistines take the Ark of the Covenant back to uh, their temple for their god Dagon, and crazy stuff starts to happen. Um, you have a lot of plagues happen to the Philistine people because of the Ark of the Covenant being there. So they want to give the Ark back. They're like, this thing is, is more trouble than it's worth. It's causing issues among the people. So they decide to give the Ark back to the Israelites. And when the Ark is returning to the Israelites, a guy by the name of Uzzah, an Israelite, touches the ark and it kills him. Many of us remember that story when we were children. The ark starts to slide off a cart. He reaches his hand out, touches the ark, and it kills him instantly. So David the king, when the ark is coming back, he's a little bit scared because of, of what, what has happened with Uzzah. This is a sacred object. So David asks the question about the ark, David the king. Who am I that the ark of my Lord would come unto me? Well, there's a reason he asked that question, because the ark was a sacred object. So David decides to bring the ark from Shiloh to Jerusalem, to where it would, would stay in the reign of David and the other kings. And when he brings the ark, think of this, he goes to the hill country of Judea. David says, who am I that the ark of the Lord would come unto me? He leaps for joy <clears throat> before the ark of the covenant. So keep those images in mind. Now think about what you heard in this story. Mary goes to the hill country of Judea, the same place where they went to receive the ark. She gets to Elizabeth, and Elizabeth asks the, the question, who am, I, who am I that the mother of my Lord would come unto me? Very similar in the phraseology that David uses. So Elizabeth says to Mary, who am I that the mother of my Lord would come unto me? And the baby inside the womb, John the Baptist, in the womb of his mother, Elizabeth, leaps up before her. Now, you may think, well, that's not enough evidence to build a case for Mary being considered the Ark of the Covenant, or the new Ark of the Covenant, so to speak. But remember this, and we haven't read this verse yet. We'll, we'll talk about it in our sermon Sunday. But in Luke chapter 1, verse 35, just a few verses before, the angel Gabriel tells Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So Gabriel's telling Mary, when this baby is coming, 
when you give birth to Jesus, the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. And that's how the baby will be conceived. And this word overshadowed in Greek is episkiazo. Episkiazo is the same word that we see used to describe the cloud of God's glory at Jesus' transfiguration. Now, this is fascinating because in the temple of Jerusalem and the tabernacle, when the ark was brought into the temple, God's Shekinah glory, this cloud presence, this episkiazo cloud will come and fill the temple. The same language is being used for Mary here and how the Holy Spirit would overshadow her and bring about the miraculous birth of Jesus. Now, here's what is really amazing. When you think about who is in the womb of Mary, you know, in the Ark of the Covenant, you had the Ten Commandments. But in the womb of Mary, you had the very Word of God in flesh. In the Ark of the Covenant, you had the manna that came down from heaven. In the womb of Mary, you have the very bread of life that has come down from heaven. In the Ark of the Covenant, you had the rod of Aaron, which represented his priesthood and his authority. In the womb of Mary, we have the true and once and for all high priest in Jesus Christ. It's just amazing when you read the Bible this way and how it just opens up and is much more meaningful. So I hope this long explanation has made sense. I hope you've connected these dots and you see that that baby in the womb of Mary was precious. That baby was the word of God in flesh who came to dwell among us, our true high priest, the true bread of heaven that will nourish our soul for eternity. And that's something to give glory to God. Now, here's a side note to think about. For people that struggle with the question of abortion and when does life begin, realize the first person that praised Jesus Christ was an infant in the womb, John the Baptist. Now let that sink in. That an infant in the womb, what some people would call a fetus, which is really a baby, in the womb of his mother Elizabeth gives praise to Jesus Christ. And if that's not a good argument against abortion, I can't think of a better one. Let's revisit this passage one last time. Luke chapter 1, verse 39 through 45. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judea. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Well, blessed be us who believe in Jesus Christ and believe in the power of his coming. And we realize he will come again. And we give glory to God for that. We can say Maranatha with the early church, come Lord Jesus. Well, I hope this has helped you today and edified you and built you up. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. If you're around anywhere close to Westgate, we would love to see you Sunday morning. We have class at nine. We have worship at 10. Devin Morris is going to be preaching for us Sunday. He's going to preach about Gabriel's visit to Mary, and it will be, I'm going to tell you, fantastic. I hope you have a great weekend.